Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Relentlessly Authentic Radio. Today's episode, Ecosystem Over Economy, is something that I'm really excited to share with you and invite you into to explore as we do all these human things here at Relentlessly Authentic Radio. And I am co-creating Inflow this conversation with the beautiful Adriana Mendoza. Adriana is the creative director and operations manager at Femme Fatale DC, which is a community, a dynamic community that supports and amplifies women in business and in life. And in today's conversation, and the reason that I wanted to bring Adriana onto the show is to talk about Femme Fatale DC as this already existing blueprint of ecosystem. And so we center Femme Fatale, especially at the beginning of this conversation, as such a beautiful example of ecosystem and all the value it has to offer as within, so without. So from the individual level, as well as how it cultivates an environment of relationship over transactions in this world. So this is a long episode. I'm not going to ramble on at the beginning as I often do. Um, because it's so packed full of all sorts of things. We talk about authentic leadership and Adriana's evolution with how to be a leader and how she's realized she wants to lead and the evolution of self through the cycles and seasons and experiences really that challenge and grow us. We talk about empowering others to step into their power and passion and a bit more about Adriana's own journey and recognition during this forced slowdown of life in 2020, where Femme Fatale was forced to, with the shutdowns, to close the shop for a few months and how that time gave her so much within herself as well as space to create the vision for the next iteration and the next iteration, because as you'll hear us talking about, um, her belief about ecosystem is the cyclical nature of it. And so, yeah, there's so much in this episode that we're talking about a physical place where we're also talking about a feeling we're talking about personal growth and development and figuring out how to step into potential recognition that we're not quite there yet and maybe we're never quite there but there's so much more always so much more to be brought forward on this journey of life it's not about the destination it's about the exploration and on that philosophical note I invite you into ecosystem over economy with Adriana Mendoza I hope you enjoy Today, I am sitting here speaking with the beautiful and just, first of all, there's like sunlight streaming on her face, just radiant woman, Adriana Mendoza, who is co-owner of Femme Fatale DC. And we'll get into a bit more about what Femme Fatale is in a moment. But what we're here to speak about today is this idea of bringing humanity back into the forefront through ecosystem versus like over economy. And this is something that I've thought a lot about um, as this world has unfolded over the past eight to 10 months 
and where we are headed and how important safe spaces, community, authentic connection is, which is such so much the core of what Relentlessly Authentic Radio is. So I'm so excited to have you here, Adriana. Thank you for taking the time and welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, always get a little bit nervous, but um, I think that you know my excitement comes from really sharing what I'm meant to share because mm-hmm. I, that is part of my purpose is to share my experiences. And that's something that I've just been learning over these months, right? Years, months, but yes. (laughs) Months, years, decades. Yeah, decades. (laughs) And I love that you just started off with that, is that, you know, for you'll, you all will hear a more edited version of this, but I just essentially recorded like four different intros, had little spaz moments in between before I got to that version. So I love that you just called that out, like a little bit nervous working towards this iteration of where we're heading with life, mm-hmm. <laughs> humanity, the world. And this is where we are today in this moment. Yeah. So thank you for just that authentic share to start off. Yes, absolutely. So uh, first things first, could you explain and share for those who are not familiar with what Femme Fatale DC is, what the the concept, um, so like what it is in its tangible form and, and how it came to be and your vision for it. Sure. So um, Femfatel DC has been in existence for four years, since 2016, October 2016. Um, and it hasn't been until very recently that complete clarity, or maybe not even complete clarity because I'm still working on it, but like what we are and what we do. Mm-hmm. That is uh, a question that, of course, I get asked all the time, what is Femme Fatale DC? And it's so hard for me to explain it because we are so many things. We yeah. function as so many things. So, you know, at its core today, Femme Fatale DC um, what we do is we provide opportunity and opportunity comes in many different forms, whether it is women coming to sell their products, right? Um, You know, explore those ideas, Um, coming together to have workshops. So again, uh, maybe you might not be selling a product, but it could be a service or you're, you're offering something. Uh, We provide space for people to come and test those ideas out, right? Like to have their voice shared with a larger audience. Some people are very seasoned. Some people are, again, just testing it out. Um, and it's also, um, again, an opportunity to come and meet other human beings, yeah. right, on the spectrum. Yes. It doesn't have to be women, men. It's everything all in between. Beautiful. Yeah, and I, I'm going to share my experience because I had my own interpretation of what Femme Vital is. Um, but even just sitting here in this space, the it is a pop-up shop is what mm-hmm. the physical form of it is. And this is the fifth pop-up. Yes. They'll have a set amount of time that they're renting a space and they bring all these amazing artists and creatives and workshops. I mean, I've, I'm not putting myself in the same category, but I've hosted workshops here specifically because if y'all have been listening, you know I love a good 
a good energy space. And you're right. When people, I think people are naturally attracted to the vibe of it. Mm-hmm. Like everything is energy. And some people are going to walk by and never even notice, even though these yeah. big ass glass windows. <laughs> that, it amazes me that people don't notice. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's just not their place right now. And that's yeah. okay. But when you feel it, you, you're like, Ooh, I got to come in here. And the way in which I found out and the way I met Adriana was through, for those of you who listened to the last two episodes um, that had Stacey Sexton on, it was the same party that I met Stacey at, which was for Behold Her and that confetti party. Mm -hmm. And you and I just started a conversation amidst that, all the vibes that were happening in that room that night. This is about a year and a half ago now. And we started chatting and you told me a bit about what you do and I told you a bit about what I do. And then I ended up coming to visit the shop to do a cacao ceremony. I think it was, it was the shop, the last one. Where mm-hmm. was that located? Oh yes, little, uh, in little, Columbia Heights. Yes. Yep. And this beautiful, just and it was a cozier space, but it was just like, oh, I walked in and I was like, oh, this makes my my Libra aesthetic heart mm-hmm. happy <laughs> <laughs> with the crystals and the art and the jewelry and the candles and the plants. And, Oh, I was like, Ooh, yeah. I mean, I don't live in DC. I live, you know, an hour away and it's just one of those places you walk in and it's like, this is nice. This is, this is safe. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you said, you know, you have more clarity, but you're still, there's still more clarity to be had. And I think that speaks to your mindset, your understanding that these things evolve in the time and in the way that they're meant to. Yeah. And at the core, though, of what you do, while a lot of people probably, if they had to define femme fatale, they would probably say, oh, it's a pop-up shop and you can buy some really cool stuff there. Mm-hmm. Really cool, beautiful things. They have some fun parties. They have cool workshops where you can learn to do all sorts of stuff. Yep. That's probably how they would describe it. But I love that you as, the, as the, the vision behind what this concept really is, it's more of a, it's more of a, like a, a philosophy, mm. a, a mindset. Mindset. I think that's perfect. A mindset. Of of how yeah. important you mentioned safe space is where when you walk in the door you feel like you can let that guard down you feel like you can be more you and be accepted in that and i think mm-hmm. at the core no matter what changes around that as long as that is maintained you know safe you know creating space is what i know for my own work is what i do you know, people come in and they're sharing things with me when they're working one-on-one or in mm-hmm. workshop. They're sharing vulnerable moments. They're allowing themselves to be seen. And you're doing this, the same thing, in a different way. And the, the big reason I wanted to talk to you, there's a couple things that when I asked you about this, it was like, these are things I kind of really want to, that are fresh to me that I feel like you have some insight and some perspective that is valuable to the world right now as we... I say this a lot, but we're navigating this void of 2020 where a lot of stuff has come to the surface about how it's been, the way things are, I say in quotation marks, um, and the way they have been for a very long time, but humanity as a whole is not thriving within this space. So what is the next step? And I've thought a lot about this in my own lane. 
but it always pops into my mind when I think about, okay, no, we need more ecosystem versus economy. Mm -hmm. We need spaces where everybody has their role and there's room for everybody and we need everybody to create a symbiotic thriving relationship because in an ecosystem if there are certain parts that are left out the whole suffers yeah and i think that's actually really more how we are um, as social creatures designed to function but we've gotten so far off track that i Femme fatale is sort of a microcosm to me of what, as a whole, we need to cultivate Mm -hmm. more spaces. So what does ecosystem mean to you, and how did you come to the point where this felt like something you had to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, my background is actually in biochemistry and landscape architecture, so I have my mindset goes down to and, and just my my knowledge always goes back to nature, right? I have this this connection like we all do, but I, I definitely understand the language of nature and I've worked with it in many different capacities from from you know the cellular level of of extracting DNA from plants to creating larger spaces using plants for people to congregate, as well as having the symbiotic relationship with nature and landscape architecture, right? Um, and and in all of those studies, it's all about ecosystem. Ecosystem to me, when I think of that word, is cyclical. Mm-hmm. Nothing is functions by itself. And that is not how humanity is supposed to work. And it's always moving and it's always changing. It's always changing. And yet we have created this paradigm where we try to put so much structure and confinement on on these ebbs and flows that naturally occur, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, even when we are, are in our our mother's womb like that's changing the levels hormonal levels are always changing to allow you know that time that time and that cycle to happen so that we can mature and come out right and yet here we are this man-made it's it's amazing because we are nature and yet our minds have allowed us to confine ourselves um and 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 as i think about it i think that Maybe it was necessary. Maybe that was necessary. But I do know that we have shifted and we're about to go into a whole new shift. Our souls are about to go into this whole new shift, which is so exciting. And I intuitively feel like now that I get more into my body, I just know this. But, you know, for me, this the ecosystem has just been something that's been natural for me. And... Um, it's not that I thought it, I just didn't know that I could be part of it. And and here Femme Fatale is, right? And it came out from a need, it was, it was really just like a personal need to satisfy, like, I felt alone. We There, there were a few of us that just felt alone and needed connection. And so Femme Fatale actually that word, right, Femme Fatale DC never even existed. It just, it was a party for women to gather 
exchange ideas through music, through conversation, through art, right? And there was this party. And, and so it really was from a personal need. I think most great ideas come from personal need, right? Yeah. But from that, um, this word ecosystem didn't, I didn't understand that that's what we were, yeah. even though it was that and people felt it. This year has just been, now that I've had this time to really think about it mm-hmm. and give space and time to myself to understand, oh, yeah, we do function. Yes, yeah, so like step, step outside and look at it from a, the bird's eye view. Yes, yes. Like this, our popularity, the, why, the reason why people love us didn't come from Instagram. Like, honestly, like, I don't care about it anymore. Like, I used to be so stressed about I don't care about that because we grew from word of mouth. And that's how I want to continue to do it. Yeah. Right? That's how it should be because it is a feeling. This energy exchange that people feel and they share that. And that is the only way. That's why I'm saying it's so hard for me to describe what Femme Fatale DC is. I just say come. Yeah. Just come and you will experience it. I love There's so... Hmm. The word, you know, you talk about word of mouth. The word organic comes to mind. It's organic growth it's organic evolution which fits very directly into ecosystem and what you described as your own you know what COVID and everything kind of shutting down and pausing and reflecting and you know as the pop-up shops you know you're in temporary spaces so you're sort of forced to think about this every time Mm -hmm. a lease comes to an end but that stepping out and viewing from a higher perspective, what is the what is the bigger picture here? Let me get out of the the muck of yeah. it all. Stepping back and looking at it, I think that is again a, um, a, a microcosm of what the world at large is going through, which is we have been in the human drama. Mm-hmm. We have fought to create these structures and these containers and these boxes and this way of being. This very artificial. Um, unnatural state that we live. I mean, like we're in a city, we're surrounded by buildings and, you know, that's not natural. I mean, that's, but this is where we are. Mm -hmm. It is a necessary part of our evolution to realize that this does not allow for us to thrive. And so coming from that personal need of like, we need connection. We need, that is an organic expression of that, the as within, so without, I talk till I'm blue in the face about, which is on a personal level, you feeling there's a need that's not being met. How do I fill that need? Mm-hmm. And then you find more people and they're like, oh, this works. Oh, wait, there's more of us that need this. Yeah. And even as I said earlier, when somebody might describe Femme Fatale as a pop-up shop to go and buy cool things or to go to a cool workshop they probably don't even necessarily have the language or the recognition that it is a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's an energy. Yeah. It's, and that is a beautiful, when you were just, when I was listening to you talk, but I, what was coming up within me was this sort of ancient primordial knowing that we have of like where we came from and where we actually thrive, where we do our best 
And that is not anything that has ever been outside of us. It's never been away from us. It's just been covered. Mm -hmm. And as we come back to ourselves, you said, as you learn to kind of be with yourself more and kind of tune into what your body is telling you, you innately found your way into the space. Mm -hmm. You innately worked in ecosystem in your former career um, and your schooling and all of this because that is an ancient knowing that is like where we all came from. Yes. And so what's fun to me, what's exciting to me amidst all the turmoil and all the uncertainty and all the crap that we're sitting in right now, it's November, 2020 for context, um, is like, this is where we're headed. We're headed back to an ancient way of being that's Mm -hmm. where because we've run out of I've said this before we've run out of space to keep going in this artificial way yeah in this overly structured overly dogmatic overly um, restrictive way that does not allow for flow yeah of humanity yep I think that that's you said it perfectly you know I think that Hindsight is always twenty twenty. So looking back over these four years, what has actually been happening, right, is this unlayering by by continuing these spaces, right, these pop ups. Um, we have allowed for un- people to un unveil parts of themselves, right, and I think that that is for sure at the direction that we are going in, and that's what we are, right? Like, I'm personally going through that. My partner's personally going through that. Everybody that I talk to, it's like, we all need this um, undressing (laughs) of, right? Like, this undressing of what has been thrown at us and stuck with us. That we carry, that we, we have worn... Exactly. As, as our, our identity. Armor. Yeah, yeah, as our armor, which is not our armor at all, right? It well, actually have to does, be. No, it doesn't. And and in fact, it actually, I understand, like, there's a sense of, like, protecting ourselves, right? But it has actually hurt us, right? Because it has protected us from ourselves is what has happened. Yep. And so... My job, just as Adriana on this earth, right, and this is what I'm learning, my job is to be that kind of like rebel in a sense, right? Um, even in my human design, that, that comes in, you know, when I get readings done, the astrology, never really understood what I was like, but I followed everything. Like when I was growing up, like I'm very much like a traditional person but I'm not, right? That's what I thought I was. You fit, it, you fit yourself into those boxes yes. for approval and belonging. and Yes, but when I really look back at my life, I have never done anything traditionally. I really haven't, nor do I want to, right? Even the way that I think. <laughs> I mean, and so that is my goal is to help, right? As I go through this process is to help others do the same and get back to their um, internal intelligence that they have. That is, um, you know, when you ask about what the future is, that is the goal, 
is to help continue creating the space so that we can get back to who we are naturally and express that and not be scared to do that. Beautiful. I love that. And it's, you know, I relate so much to what you just said about doing all the things sort of what would maybe be considered the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up and, you know, there's a lot of things. And never quite feeling like I, without even knowing it, but I knew that I didn't, I, I was fitting. I wasn't belonging. It wasn't, it was off. It didn't feel right. And in the process of trying to do and be good and right and impressive or whatever there was a betrayal process that happened to myself and that was part of the that's part of just the weight that we we pick up as we go through life how to be a girl mm-hmm. you know both of us identify as women so being a young girl and what that means and who you have to be just being a child and who that is and how how you get love and how you get your needs met and then becoming an adolescent and trying to figure out how the hell you fit in with other people and then you bring you know our sexuality you start to get hormones you're like okay well shit who do I who am I attracted to and who do I love and how do we do this thing called relationship and no nobody really taught us because they didn't know because they were following the same thing that's been passed on the way it is right and for whatever reason I agree our generation is we are just the shift because the world has run out of space to continue on the way it is. It's not, and if people weren't suffering everywhere on like physical, emotional, spiritual levels, Mm -hmm. then we wouldn't have anything to sit here and talk about. But the fact that spaces like this are being birthed out of, oh, like, man, I, I want real connection. Like we're, that's the call that you received yeah, that's so interesting that you even brought that up because you're right. This space wouldn't mean anything if there wasn't an opposing force that is creating this need. Yeah. Which is wild to even think about, um, which again is what I'm saying is like this this cyclical you know, yin and yang. And you didn't even know you were doing it. No. It was literally just whoever it was that came together that was like, yeah, like we just want something different or something new or something real. And you had the means to create that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, well, other people are like, ooh, there's something special. And I hear that over and over and over again. When I hosted workshops here, there were people who had never been in the space before. They found it on like Eventbrite. And they were like, oh, wow. And I'm like, yeah. This place is a whole damn vibe. <laughs> like, it's a whole damn vibe. It is. I, I came in and I got here a few minutes before her to start setting up. And I walked in and I got so damn distracted by all the new things. I was like, ooh. And I'm like, no, go sit down <laughs> and get the microphone set up because you're going to, you know. But I walk in and it's just that instantaneous. <sighs> and I cannot state enough how important spaces like that are and how important it is to notice what those places look like for you or maybe the void in your life mm-hmm. of those places because what I do know also from my my past before I started 
my journey coming home to an awakening to myself, coming back and taking all those layers off, like you were talking about, removing the armor, removing the preconceived notions and the expectations and the narratives about who I had to be in order to be enough, to be worthy, to be loved, to be connected. Before I started on that journey, um, there was such a void of just spaces where I took deep nourishing breaths. I was more often than not, not recognizing that I was holding my breath and gasping for air. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I always notice, and I told the story on a recent podcast episode when me and my husband separated about eight years ago, the first night that I was in my, my own apartment, I took, it was like sad and I felt horrible and all like there's all these conflicting emotions but I looked around my little empty ass apartment and I looked up at the ceiling and I just took and I was like oh shit (laughs) you know like when was the last time that's happened yes and that's what this is a, a physical manifestation of a place where if you've never been here before it's like you walk in and if it's your place, you know it's your place because it's like, I'm okay here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm good here. And I might see some things I've never seen before here. Yeah. And I'm still good here, exactly as I am. And so what a gift What a gift that is, but how kind of cool when you step out and think about your role, my role, like our own unique role in this life, mm-hmm. that we were pulled in these directions, not because we just woke up one day and be like, I want to create an ecosystem and I want to create safe space. It's like, no, like my soul is calling out for this. I want to be a more real me. And yeah. I've watched you unfold just in the year and a half that we've, we've known one another. We don't mm-hmm. talk very often, but it's like every time it's such a beautiful gift to see you deepening because one of the most, one of the things that happens most often especially for those of us on a more entrepreneurial path or on any sort of self-growth path. It doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't have to do your personal work or your business is it's really hard to see yourself clearly and all the power and like the capacity that you have to do like amazing things in your lane. And Mm, yeah, you're one of these women that has such an immense, light and like I I was thinking about this in the drive up like when I think about you I think about like warmth and kindness and openness and just like come on in but also a a power that you have only begun to tap into it's so exciting to see you start to own it yeah that's absolutely I've only begun and I'm talking about like just open the door yeah which is like it's it's wild to me because I feel it and I logically know it because everybody tells me, but then also I just know who I am as a person. Like, you know, like I can look back at all these different instances from when I was can remember younger up until now, like who I genuinely am. So like I understand the warmth, the kindness, the compassion, the empathy, the I remember, um, I think it's, it, I took this test um, before I got my job. They gave us this like personality test. It was the DISC test. And in the report, it said, Adriana 
is everybody's friend. They just don't know it yet, <laughs> right? Now, that is so true. But what I'm learning is that that's also very dangerous because that's why the boundaries, yeah. right? I didn't know that I needed boundaries. Yeah. Nobody taught me. Well, nobody teaches to... any of us boundaries, and people do not do well when boundaries are enforced. Yes. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just learning how to tap into that power because I have not created boundaries in the past. And therefore, I was serving everything I was doing was in response to how other people were going to view me, the things that I was doing, and therefore it was not authentic. Yeah. Right? No wonder I was so unhappy. I mean, I suffer from depression. And, um, you know, I remember when I first got my palm, like the first time I got my palm read, she, she said to me, she's like, you are your worst enemy. She's like, nobody else is ever going to do anything to you. You are the only person who's going to create the most suffering for yourself. And I understand, like, the, after she did that when I was 21, it started unfolding. And I started to see, like, wow, I torture myself so much because I'm following everybody else. I'm not staying in my lane. So now I always have to like every day, it's a constant like get back in your lane. Don't look over there. Just keep on going back. And it's it's hard when your lane is basically like a trek through the forest, the unmarked forest. Yeah. It's easier when you're following behind somebody oh else in their wake. But when you're creating something on your own volition, it is it is confronting to push against the norm, the standard, especially when those qualities that make you, that are, that are such a core part of you, the warmth and the kindness and the generosity and all of that, like that's what gets praised. But it gets praised in the, the kind of current paradigm of society, which is that, you know, be selfless, give of yourself, and then you're just leaking energy mm -hmm. all over the place instead of containing it and circulating it and being able to give your overflow because the power, the raw power, what we, we were talking about this earlier, the femme fatale, the name femme fatale, the phrase femme fatale to most, I would imagine mm -hmm. you would think of kind of like the dark feminine, that the destructive, the, the siren that leads yeah. men to their death, sings a song and, you know, brings them into their death and is manipulative and all these like gross shadowy things mm -hmm. that the feminine has gotten painted as over, over time and got assimilated onto women. We all have feminine energy, yep. but what that demonization has done is it stamped out the, the force because the feminine energy is life force energy itself. It is the weather. It is always changing and moving mm -hmm. and flowing. It is, it is both vulnerable and receptive, but it also has destructive capacity. It is inspiring. Yeah. Um, and it needs to be revered because it, it, can, it can do harm. And for a lot of us, so you tell me if this is true for you. This is what's true for me. I realized this about a year and a half ago, um, around the time I met you, actually. I had this recognition. I was at a training for the body work that I do, and there was all these men there, um, lovely men, you know, especially there's one in particular, he's like almost my father's age and he was just really encouraging. And we're doing this hands-on, like it's basically activation point release. I did some of mm -hmm. it on you when I worked on you and these guys, I'm like, they're like, you're so powerful. You're so, you know, and they were really like trying to encourage me. And I was getting so pissed off at that 
It was so yeah. triggering for me. And I couldn't figure out why I was so resentful about being told how strong or how powerful I am and being challenged. Like the guy leading the workshop whose work it is, he was like, stand in your, like, stand in it. Stop running away. And I was so mad and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I got home and I was reflecting on it. And I also happened to be doing a advocacy training for a domestic abuse um, advocacy group in the area that I live right around the same time. And I was realizing that I was so damn resentful of my power because I was afraid of stepping into it because what it has historically Mm -hmm. meant for a woman to be untamed in her wild, empowered, embodied in just her presence, but also like her sexuality and in her, in her body without shame. And like to be a powerful woman at a different point in time was not something that was safe. And what it is that we carry, both yeah. men and women, stepping into the power of the full force of our feminine energy. The narrative tends to be, if I step fully into this and if I, sh- if I stand in this unapologetically, this force of nature that I am, I'm going to be hurt or I'm going to hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to mm-hmm. be alone. Yeah. Because nobody's going to be able to take all of this. That's my story. Yeah. But I realized I was so pissed off and I was so so resentful and, and holding myself back from stepping into that power because I was afraid of what was going to happen to me. And so part of this whole journey, mm-hmm. I see, it's like, so for you, again, it's the, the kindness and the warmth and the, we were talking about the way in which you want to lead, you desire mm-hmm. to lead before we started recording, of creating the vision and inviting people in to take ownership themselves. Like to me, that is what true fucking leadership actually is. Yes. So to, to witness this unfold, like there is a process that we have to go through to peel back, not just the stuff that's been affirmed to us in our lifetime. Like, Oh, be, be good. Adriana, be polite, be Mm -hmm. smile and, you know, do all, do everything for everybody because you're capable. Yeah. You know, but then there's that fierce side of self that has never been empowered or um, even encouraged. It's true. That you that we have to peel back all those layers to get back to that sort of like truth. Yeah, I think that, and I don't think I know that actually, what people are getting from me is ten percent. So can you only imagine what that other ninety percent? If I really unleashed that. And what does that feel like to you if you take a breath in your body? Like the idea of even just opening more of that up, what comes up? Oh my goodness. Like I have all the pieces now. I have all the pieces. What I don't know how to do, and I'll be very honest with you, I don't know how to unleash it. And that question I had to ask myself because it kept on coming up in different ways, different messages of like, like being scared of your own power. And I'm like, what? That that doesn't even make sense. I don't understand what that even means. But now I have to ask myself, is this what the issue is? Is this what the block is that I'm scared of this? I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. I don't need to know what the answer because it will unfold over time. Um, but I am excited to see this version of myself. Like, even if it goes to 50%, even if it goes to 60%, I don't even need 100%. Again, I think this year has allowed me to 
just step back and again, we were talking about this before the recording of what I've learned, right? Because over the years, I have gotten burnt out because I was leaking energy into everything and everybody else. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I was trying to think about what their narrative was going to be, how I was going to respond, and then also live my life all at the same time. And this was on so many different levels, right? I have this huge responsibility that I must have asked for it. I didn't know, like, the world, I guess, does. The universe wants me to be this leader. It's in my, it's written in the stars, so I have no choice, mm-hmm. even though I want to run away. I mean, away. you have a choice, but, you I do, know, and I do want to run it away. It keeps finding you. <laughs> like, I do, trust me, there are probably once a day that I would yeah. love to go back to nine to five and somebody tell me what to do mm-hmm. because being in an ecosystem while it's cyclical it's actually it has to have a, high, a hierarchy right the difference between one like um, capitalism and the ecosystem that we have here right is that while you know seeing myself you know my partner both in life as well as in business the difference about our ecosystem is that while we are, are, you know, up here, we are also listening to everybody else, right? And incorporating the ideas, the thoughts that are necessary to continue to fuel this system. But with all of that said, you know, it's, it's, I think, really important for the ecosystem to to run properly is to be able to create those boundaries and understand how everybody's going to show up right I have a vision of how I want things to be but I actually need to step back a second and be like how are you Adriana how are you going to show up because I showed up in so many different ways and again it was trial and error so I don't I don't blame myself I'm not going to hold myself like it's probably a necessary experience so that you could get to this point to get to this point and now I see 2021 once this pop-up closes on December 20th right trust me like I understand the type of leader I'm going to be how I want this ecosystem to function so that I number one don't get burnt out that I truly, where my vision is for people to be accountable and to show up, how I can do that best, how I can empower them best to do that. Yeah. Because it's, it's, my vision isn't fully coming to life just yet, but I had to. Yeah, it's exactly it. where it needs to be yeah. in this season. Yeah, it does. I'm sitting here smiling. I wish you guys could see my response to witnessing, witnessing you. Um, because, yeah, I, I knew coming in and having this conversation with you, it's, there's so much alignment in what I see as a vision for the world that we are moving into, the paradigm shift that needs to unfold in order for us to be able to actually thrive and just get out of this like root chakra basement survival. Mm-hmm. Purely, so for our consciousness to actually be able to elevate, we have to get out of the damn basement of like breathe, move, survive, 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 survive. That requires that shift up into second chakra territory is building relationship. Relationship is 
is vulnerable. Relationship requires two or more parties coming into a space mm. intentionally with an integrity of saying, this is how I'm committed to showing up. This yeah. is how I'm committed to showing up. And then that's, that's the contract. We need to hold our, be able to hold ourselves accountable and take accountability for our actions, for our mistakes, for our, our achievements even. It's like being yeah. able to take ownership for ourselves, how we show up and being intentional within that is a vital component to being able to have a healthy relationship in which power can be shared and amplified with one another. And there's a truly safe, because it requires that safe space first. So that's what you've already created is a safe space that people can come into. Mm -hmm. So people walking off the street can come in and do their shopping. They can learn new things. They can meet new people. They can congregate. They can sit down and just relax and hang out if they want to. Awesome. That's like the first step. Mm -hmm. Safe space. But then there's more. And we're so used to transactions in this world that we live in. It's like, yeah. I do this for you, do this for me, especially in D.C. Mm -hmm. I mean, this place, this place is like the microcosm of transactional relating. Right? So true. So true. <laughs> and so for you to even carve it, I think that's why it's so much more significant Like in these spaces. It's, like, it's such a big contrast. But coming into any type of safe space... So the safety, like knowing like, okay, I'm okay to be vulnerable. You're okay to be vulnerable. We probably messed this up a little bit along the way, but like we're going to, we're coming in with love and like my humanity to your humanity. And, but also then the piece that so many struggle with, and I don't know exactly, there's different conditions around this, but this people are so resistant to making a commitment mm -hmm. to showing up for anything because there's this idea of like freedom being taken away. Yeah. And so they resist it, they resist it, they fight it. And it's like, well, no, that feels too confining. And I, I've been there. I have my own issues around responsibility and showing up. But that is the maturation process, I think, that we, in order to have truly fulfilling and nourishing relationships where there is safe space to be our fully human selves, meaning in our power yeah. and realizing that like, I'm not threatened by your power. Like your power excites me. I want to get out of this chair and like jump around. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. You know, like to be able to have that, we each have to be willing to both step in and like show ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have to be willing to say, this is how I'm committed to showing up within this Yeah. because that's the only way you build trust. That's the only way you, you grow something sustainable. Mm -hmm. Um, and transactions aren't going to cut it. They don't cut it. And they're empty. So even if you get yeah. what you want in that exchange, there's an emptiness to it. There's a loneliness to it because it's not really what our souls are asking for. And so I've kind of like when we were talking earlier before we started recording and what you were just saying is the way in which you lead, um, I see, like this is me reflecting mm -hmm. to you, is you are good enough even though you know that you've only tapped into this percentage, you're good enough with who you are. You've done that work that you can hold the space for other people to be who and where they are. Mm -hmm. And your role as a leader is to say, what I'm asking is for you to step into this in integrity. Here's the mission. Here are the values. If they're not in alignment, yep. cool. If they are awesome, you know, if they are step in, if not, don't. Yeah. And here's what, like, 
tell me what you want to be accountable for. And I'm going to hold you to that because I know that you're capable of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to micromanage you. Yeah. I, don't, well, I don't want to micromanage you. But I'm going to empower you to step into your own space, your own lane, your own t- to chart your own path. And, and I'm going to be here to support that and encourage that. And maybe just create a little bit of container, a little bit of framework, mm-hmm. a little bit of structure around that so that you can flow. Yes. And, and find your way amidst that. But even just you talking about, I'm not there yet, but I'm excited for it. I'm not there yet, but this is where I am right now. Like that is a beautiful example of awareness, presence, but then also like I'm a human being and this is a, this is a journey. Yeah. And I think that I'm not there yet because I'm finally understanding like the how critical it is to understand what you are good at, right? Yes. And what you're not good yes. at. We are not good at everything. And yeah. so that is where I am right now. It is um, it's taken 36 years, right? Mm-hmm. To figure this out and being, and also being strong enough to say this is, I can do, like, because I can do every, like, as far as, like, running this, right? Yeah. Because I am, yeah. right? I'm doing the marketing. I'm doing the the, the connections, the, the, you know, bringing entrepreneurs in, sourcing, um, creating community. But I don't enjoy doing all of those things. Yes. I just don't. Yeah. I really, like, and, and. You know, one of the the biggest things that I've learned, right? Like, I think that a lot of people think of me and they're like, Dre is so good at, at creating community. I am, right? But on a certain level. I'm really good at on the larger scheme of bringing people together. That is my power. I've Professors told me, people have told me. I, I was thinking about this on the way up. If I had to describe you, it would be a con- it would, it's leadership and connecting. Yep. I don't, I never, I don't get from you that you want the day-to-day no. management and... I'm not good at it. I'm just, I mean, it's not that I'm not good at it because obviously it's functioning, But right? it, does, it doesn't juice you up. It doesn't juice me up. And yeah. it could be done so much better by a person who it juices up yeah. by doing that kind of stuff, yeah. right? Like the organization and, and thinking like the fine details... I tried to beat myself up all the time because, oh, I should have thought about this and I should have thought about that and I should have done this. But like, it's like, I can't, like, I didn't think of it, right? Because it's just not in me and there's somebody else. And so that's, that's what I'm doing right now is figuring out what I do best so that I can, I think even before when we started bringing on staff, right? There was no, it's not that anything failed, right? But my leadership with staff, that relationship wasn't ready to be formed. Although it it needed to happen because it just showed me like, yes, last year I needed help, right? I need help to continue to build this and have it evolve. I really do. However, because I wasn't clear on what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it, and how to delegate and how to even ask for help because I do have this issue and it must be a trauma from some place, whether it's younger or in past life, of feeling like I'm a burden, right? Mm-hmm. 
But I didn't know how to set my boundaries and then be able to delegate and say, hey, this is what I need help with. And then also help keep people accountable. Yeah. Right? I'm in, in my, um, I'm a nine when in my Enneagram. Enneagram. Yeah. And therefore, I'm a people pleaser. So the boundaries are very hard for me. It's something that I have to work on constantly. Yeah. And so now as I move forth, I'm like, okay, these are the things that I do on a daily basis. I don't like doing this because it takes so much work for me. And it, and it just doesn't come naturally. So I, this is what I need this person. I need to find a person. And, and I think that what I was doing was I was trying to find people so fast to fill these these yeah. positions. Yeah, you just didn't have the space to to unfold that. And it's I'm sitting here thinking about like who this this message is relevant for. And this translates across so many different areas. It for those who work in corporate business and work in hierarchy, I remember when I worked in corporate, I got told by like the director of HR, she was like, Yeah, like you don't want to be a manager. And I was like offended by that. Because my ego was mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? I'm not gonna, you don't think I could be a good manager? And then as time went on, I realized like, because one of my colleagues became a manager and like me and her were really close and she would come in and tell me what she was doing on a day-to-day basis. And I was like, yeah, hell no, I don't want to be a manager. Yes. I don't want to manage people. Nope. You know, and but that's you saying, we're not all good at all things. And it always brings me back to two things. One is, where did we all pick up this idea that we had to be good at everything, mm-hmm. otherwise we're a failure somehow? Like, that's a weird, fucked up trap that we're all stuck in. So true. But I think back to that same, the, the body work um, that I, I do, it's called Be Activated, and Douglas Heal is such a gift in my life for the things that he's taught me. And yes, I learned a cool modality, a cool, you know, methodology. You've had that enacted on you, so... It's probably not as fun, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> having it done in the moment, but, but it's effective. But what I've learned more from him is about creating space, about creating safe containers. And one of the things that he always would say in these trainings is, like, we know what we know, we know what we don't know, but then there's this whole other side of things, I know I've said this before, that we don't know we don't know. But why? So why mm-hmm. is it that we think that we need to know everything? Yes. Why is it that we think we have to be and do all the things? I mean, there's a narrative that's been passed down that, the, especially the hustle culture, that you have to do no pain, no gain, like all these little platitudes that we've picked up along the way that keep us sort of trapped in this doing incessantly mm-hmm. manic action to prove ourselves. Yes. Um, it's so interesting when he would say that. It's like, oh, wait, yeah, I don't need to know everything. And I, I said this during my interview um, with my friend Laura, who's an astrologer, and I was like, yeah, like, like astrology, like I, I, I see it as a valuable tool. I've learned enough to sound like I know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and it's been very valuable and helpful as a framework for me to understand myself at a deeper level, but like, I don't need to know astrology because I have Laura. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And, I, and because I could say, hey, I don't understand this. Can you share this with me? Getting that ego piece out of the way of like, I have to know everything because otherwise somebody's going to think that I don't know something. Well, who gives a shit? Like, we don't know yeah. everything. And so how much energy are we taking up? And, and this is me mm-hmm. speaking to, to us, me and you here, but also the audience. How much energy do you spend 
worrying about how you're perceived in your knowledge level or what you, you know what people may judge you for doing or not do like that's so much energy that we spend giving fucks about like all that shit out there yes when our point of focus has our power so for all out there then where are we left i think that that's something you know after you know whoever is listening after you listen to this like that's always my message too is really like to really think about how you spend your day like how much of your day is worrying about even if our loved ones right like the unnecessary thoughts that we have and cares and that's what I'm saying like there's this energy that we put towards these narratives that never happen so just take time to think about it because we have to come back home we just have to come back home to ourselves yeah but all that that outward that's a great way to avoid coming home to self. And I think mm-hmm. that's part of the reason that we, A, we've been conditioned to look outside of ourselves for the answers, for the affirmation. But it's a really great way to avoid facing, I'll call it the deepest, darkest woods, which is self. Yeah. Looking at the ways in which, especially the older we get, all the things that we have done that we can now look back and see clearly because it's past, mm-hmm. like, ooh, that version of me, ooh, the people-pleasing, ooh, the, like, sacrifice, ooh, I was out of my integrity there, ooh. The, it's hard to face that. It's hard to recognize now that we've been operating off of scripts mm. that aren't our truth, that were given to us, that we took on to survive, to cope. So there's yeah. no judgment in this. But it is, it is confronting and incredibly humbling and hard to face that. And so the reason we're so busy and distracted is because it's a lot easier because if you have all that energy leaking you don't have energy left at the end of the day to face and sit with ourselves yeah and we create an entire existence i'm not going to call it living an existence around avoiding self Mm -hmm. not consciously we don't consciously do this because it feels very dangerous and so it is a so like I, I call that out to say like a no judgment mm-hmm. and no judgment is non judgment is super important yeah in this process but also to recognize like on some level we're doing it to, to protect ourselves but the discernment point of bring it back to this moment like oh wait I'm not actually in danger right now so I don't need to do this but it's going to be challenging mm-hmm. to learn new patterns to let go of somebody said this once one of the reasons we won't change we stay stuck and like we continue to create these realities in our lives that we don't want these cycles of suffering is because more than we want to stop suffering we want to be right about ourselves wow wow yes and so we'll continue the 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 comfortable suffering the because at least then we don't have to prove ourselves wrong Mm-hmm. about who we've told ourselves that we are, the beliefs and the ideas that weren't even ours, yeah. that were given to us, that we picked up along the way, again, to survive. But it is a, this is a moment in time with all these things being, we can say, taken away from us, but just a pause mm-hmm. of sorts yeah. and an unearthing in a massive way of 
the way shit's really been going down that we don't even, we didn't even realize, many of us didn't realize was going down. Mm -hmm. And an invitation to sit with that tension of like, who have I been in my family dynamics, in my relationships? What role have I played? How have I betrayed myself and given away myself? How have I stayed engaged in these codependent dynamics that are comfortable because they're what I know, even if they are like constantly re-traumatizing me. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I'm, it's, it's funny. I had something happen this past weekend where um, this idea of like the comfortable suffering, like I am, a, I've, I've done enough work that I'm aware of a lot of my shit. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so I know, I know my, my things. It's, it's extra humbling when you get triggered like in a physical way and you feel yourself going into fear, but you're aware of you're what's aware. happening, but you still can't stop it in the moment. Yes. And it happens. Uh, it happens. And it was literally like I had to sit there and just allow myself to be in that to allow, it had to do with having somebody else in my space, to mm -hmm. allow somebody to just be there for me because people being there for me, I've just set up this barrier around it. So I've continued to invite people in that weren't available to hold space really like unconditionally. Mm -hmm. And having somebody there who's like, no, no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm like, <sighs> like everything in me like wanted to just like resist and fight and run away from that and it, it's such a wild thing to notice how much we will hold on to mm -hmm. these things that don't actually serve us to again it's to protect ourselves yeah because what we know at least we know it versus stepping into that unknown of like the vulnerability of okay i'm willing to be and we can bring this back to this, whatever this next iteration of Femme Fatale DC is, mm -hmm. you are going to be showing up in a different way than you've totally. ever shown up before. And that, you can tell me how that feels to you, but like that could be both exciting and also like, oh God. No, I just got the feeling as soon as you said that, like first I want to cry because it's like, it's been wanting to come out of me so like, so much and then it was like my heart filled up with like this light because it is going to be dynamic and explosive and what people need what I need first yes. first what I need right and that's not even me being selfish no no I'm gonna say this what is in the highest good for you is in the highest good for all yes because I am here to serve I am here actually to serve others right but in order to do that, I have to serve myself first. And that is, if you hear nothing else, hear that, please, people. Because there has been this great non-truth, this truth, lie, maybe even, that we have to be, in order to be in service, we have to be freaking martyrs or mm -hmm. self, like this, without self. Yeah. But I would argue, and I have, you know... This idea didn't come from my own brain. I heard this from other people. So I know other people are on board with it. I believe that we all came here with a unique purpose to serve. And that purpose may look differently when you look at it from an economic standpoint, from a, from a who sees the work that you're doing. You know, it might seem very small in the grand scheme of things, or it might be somebody who influences millions and millions of people. Mm -hmm. But we all have a purpose 
And when we come into this life, our soul chose to be here to do these things. And some of us find our way there sooner than others. Oftentimes, I think we have to go through the not truth mm-hmm. to create the tension to yes. then move into like what really is like, no, 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 like this isn't me. Like you got to find that tension point first. Yeah. But by you saying, this is what I want. This is what I need. This is what fills me up. This is what speaks to me in my body. My body says yes to this. I can do this all day long. Yep. By doing that, you are then serving as the thread in the greater tapestry that you agreed to come here to be. And so by denying that, you are actually doing not just yourself, but the world a disservice. Yeah. And that's not just you, Adriana. This is anybody who's listening is part of the reason that coming home is so damn important because we all have all this inside of us already. We already know we just have to excavate it. We have to uncover it. We have to come back to it and learn to listen and speak the language of soul, which requires trust. Mm-hmm. It requires patience. It requires presence. Yes. And, and acceptance and non-judgment. Because sometimes what soul's going to lead you to is this like, you want me to do what? I have to do what? Yep. But it's a Yes. It's so interesting to, and I like to, to do this visual visualization of the soul, right? Is the mind needs to just be the passenger, yeah. right? It needs to take a backseat. That is what needs to, the mind, the brain absolutely plays a function, right? It, it is the one that puts the action. Yeah. It puts the action, but the soul, who we are designed to be, and who we agreed to be in that contract is the car. It's the vehicle. It's the driver. It's it's right? the knowing. It's, it's the, the knowing inspiration. And yeah. it's always sitting there. If you can just like visualize, like there is this whatever you want it to look like. I it it looks like it's it looks like a, actually a person to me inside of me. I don't even know what the face looks like, but it's just watching me, and it's not even judging me, right? It's just waiting for me silence everything else and come back for the answers Mm -hmm. right and that I've had to learn I'm like wow I just need to begin to trust myself (sighs) yeah right and and that means that um there is something in me that's waiting it's the soul that is waiting to give me the answers that I need and and the thing is is that the answers to our questions come in so many different forms. Yeah. Forms that we're not used to seeing. And right? You, you gotta get clear in order to be able to hear that. Yep. There's this quote from Mary Magdalene Revealed that I that makes so much sense and it speaks to I think what you're saying. You tell me if this is true. The the soul can see the ego, but the ego can't see the soul. Wow. Yeah. So what that how I translate that is the ego is what gives us form. Like mm-hmm. the ego is the eye. It w- it's what allows me to see, like look down and see my body. I'm touching my sweater right now. And then see you, Adriana, as a separate being from me. Mm-hmm. That's what ego does. And a lot, and we all have ego. And ego is necessary. We would be nothing if we didn't have ego. Yeah. But an ego that is running the show can only see me versus Adriana. Mm-hmm. 
to come into the body, to come into self, to come back to the truth. I actually imagine soul as sort of this light that comes down. I, I imagine soul in my womb space, like in my sacral space. And I imagine light coming down, like this bigger source mm-hmm. that comes down and is, is like a light. It's, an, it's a something, a, a, like a, a light inside of me yep. that is poured in, that, that comes from something outside of me. But it like the, that connects all of us. Mm-hmm. That's a, just a piece. It's a fragment of of the all. By being in tune with that, by clearing out all the crap, what we've been talking about, clearing out the the barriers and the the judgments and the the stories about who we think we have to be, and listening to that, moving from that, then you're exactly what you were saying is like then soul provides the 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 what and the why mm. and then the, the ego kind of helps you helps you formulate it yes. bring it bring it to to birth there we go and but when mm-hmm. you're only operating from ego you can't see that deeper self and again no judgment but if you're there like that's why ego dissolution i don't think is what we're here for ego mm-hmm. integration mm-hmm. i is, love that is what it's because we need both of course in a healthy relationship, like a little ecosystem, maybe. I mean, Mother Nature would not, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't function. It does not function. It does not bring anything into this life. That's too much energy to create a mind, right? Yeah. The ego, it's too much energy. So it there is a purpose for it. Absolutely. But that's exactly what you're saying. It's that integration yeah. part. That's what we're missing. And that is where, that is where our, our unhappiness actually stems from is this disconnect i mean it it, it, when you think about the root of any problem it comes back to this battle between the ego and the soul yeah right and it's actually not a battle because there doesn't have to be a winner and a loser it's It's just like oh wow there's room for all of us yes i'm saying that like a sarcastic asshole but but like it's such a like it's not one is better than the other. Yep. There's not a winner and a loser. It is we need both. Nature demands balance. Mm-hmm. We thrive. Like, we need, I think, a masculine, feminine. I think of ego as the masculine. Ego is consciousness. Feminine is soul. Mm-hmm. And I've used this example many times, so for those of you who've heard it, apologies. But the masculine is the atmosphere and the feminine is the weather. We need both. If we didn't have the atmosphere then we would just shoot out into a million different particles and mm-hmm. God knows, you know, into infinity. Yes. Because the soul it's is that, infinite. Yeah, it's that framework. Wow. It, it provides the container, but it doesn't constrict it. It doesn't tell you you only get to have sunny days. Mm-hmm. It allows space for it all to unfold. Yeah. And, with, and when that is permeated, then, you know, like our actual atmosphere mm-hmm. and like, you know, the greenhouse effect and all these different sure. things that we see in our actual world that a lot of people are trying to deny exist. Um, <laughs> there are problems when that gets infiltrated, when that gets, um, when, when that container is, is weakened, mm-hmm. it affects, it affects all. And so, again, it's always like, it comes back to this relationship, a polarity, a balance on a spectrum with, you know, we need structure and we need flow. Yeah. It's both and. 
mm-hmm. not one or the other. And that's, you know, what I keep saying microcosm, but what Femme Fatale DC is, is as long as it continues to evolve, I feel like at the core of it, it's such a beautiful, such a beautiful gift that you are birthing to whoever has the opportunity to, to experience it. And how exciting it is to get to witness you evolving on your journey, coming back to yourself so you can more effectively give this gift to others and invite them into it and then empower them to take ownership and then take it out and be that ripple effect. Yes. I think that that's... Again, we're just at like the fringe of actually, you know, really what's the stage that we're in right now even though it's been four years the stage that we're actually in right now is the gestation period yeah right and that's that's i i forget about that you know i think that in my mind because this is what the the Mm. world is telling me i need to be we need to be here right and no wonder i there's so much expectation and then there's anxiety and stress and i'm like hold That's where I throw in a fuck that shit. Fuck that shit because this is Femme Fatale DC. This is a playground. This is meant for you to experiment and to be your best version. And and yet I will tell you, I'm not my best version here, which is insane for me to even say that, right? But I that is where it's like I have to unfold, you know. If if you were to ask me, you've asked me, like, what is, what's going to happen, like, in the next year? The first thing is, is understanding what my position is, right? As as the, the one of the co-owners, the curator of the overall space, like, what is my role? So then I can better go out and be like, yes, you, you have been part of this community, like, you this is how you should be showing up using these gifts, right? And that's my gift because I can see, that's why I can connect people because I see their gifts yes. and that's how they should be using it. Yeah. Even when, even like with, with, you know, picking people to be part of like the actual team, forget resumes, forget all of that kind of stuff. C and I both, like when we, when we interview staff, like at the end of the day, I don't care about your resume because you can put anything on there and it sounds good, but if it is not you, like you've done this before, but have you done your best at that? Because you probably, maybe you haven't because that's not what you're meant to do. Yeah. So that makes my heart, my job actually a little bit harder because now it's like, okay, I'm not going to look at them on paper. I need to get this connection, right? So I'm starting. You're in the present moment. In the present moment. So it's this new, new way of interacting and creating teams it is not the same way of like capitalism of like give me this paper and this is and thinking like oh here's your job description do it but transaction i'm sitting yes you guys can't see me i'm sitting here like bouncing in my seat because i'm just like fuck yes and thank you for for listening to the truth of what serves you because I mean like this is and maybe this we're just in an echo chamber because I agree with you so much (laughs) that's possible but like this this is this is an example and it makes me so damn excited 
A, because it's just not the, only the craziness that lives in my own head, but like of, of seeing what the world that I want to live in, that I want to exist in, in form now or in, in the gestation period mm-hmm. right now. So it is getting ready to be birthed in this new way, which is incredibly uncomfortable. It's very vulnerable. Yeah. It's you exposing yourself in a way and still doing it. Um, but to affirm like, yes. How about we sit in front of a person and connect with them and be present with them and notice what we feel. Use the intuitive gifts that we are given when we have cleared out enough of the crap to listen to them and be like, this is a yes and this is a no. Mm -hmm. And realizing that, A, yes, we have biases, we have all sorts of stuff. But the clearer we are about who we are and, and... we're open to what the world has to offer. We're, we're aware of our biases as much as we can be. Mm-hmm. Then we can listen to this is a good fit or it's not a good fit. And there doesn't have to be 20 reasons why. Yeah, It's just this doesn't feel right. And that's enough. Like, can you imagine being mm-hmm. in a world where, like, mm. this doesn't feel right? And everybody's like, all right, cool. I honor yes. that. Oh, my goodness. Like, wow. How much time... It's so funny, time, like whatever that means. Yeah. But like how much time we could actually save, like if we could just be okay well, with and, accepting that. And how much more we could actually just be ourselves and mm-hmm. we can realize that a no isn't there's something wrong with you or there's something wrong with me. It's just that this isn't the right moment in time. This isn't the right conditions. This mm-hmm. isn't, and like this is something in relationships that's even extra important Yeah, is that... Sometimes it doesn't matter how much you love somebody. It doesn't matter how much time you've spent with them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes their role in your life and vice versa has come to an end. Yep. And realizing it doesn't make it a failure. And it can be sad and it it's can hard. be hard. Yeah. And it can, there could be grief. And there absolutely is. And that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it still may not, it may be a no when it was once a yes. And if we can all get on board and realize that that, that it's not about like our core worthiness, it's mm-hmm. just about the way in which I actually see the world functions, which is um, there's, you know, the old like reason season forever thing, but like there are the seasons yeah. and some things are meant to last for the entire lifespan. Some things are meant to last for one interaction. Some mm-hmm. things are meant to last for a year. Yeah. And none, the length of time, the, the way it all went down, whether it was a comfortable and beautiful and fulfilling relationship or it was a really destructive and challenging one, like does not negate the perfection or the value in it all. Yeah. And when we can get our judgments of, of the prove yourself on paper thing out of the way, then we can stop trying to prove ourselves and we can just start being ourselves. I love that. There we go. Like, so now my question is, and you don't need to answer this because it's like, okay, how do I let whoever's in front of me, right? Whether it's an entrepreneur or, or somebody who's going to join the team or just somebody, a community. I'm like, how do I empower that person to just be themselves, right? So maybe it's, and I'm starting to think, I'm like, well, maybe you just need to be yourself. That would be my answer. Is, right. And it's without attachment to how that's received. Yeah. 
because not everybody is going to be in a space where they can receive that truth, mm -hmm. that real, because we're not used to it. So as much as we crave authenticity, true. the world is dying for real mm -hmm. and true. But we don't know how to receive it because there's so much other shit on top of it that we don't... It's uncomfortable yeah. because it is vulnerable. But I think that the more you set your... I know you said I have answers, but I have an answer. Yeah. Is because I found it in my own in my own experience. Like the work that I do, for instance, is with people. You've I've worked on you before. Um, is vulnerable, and it's me inviting people to open themselves up to explore some of their deepest wounds, their physical pain, their emotional pain, and allow it to release when it's something they've been holding on to as a coping strategy because on some level in their primal self is saying, it's not safe for me to let this go, even if it's causing me physical and emotional pain. Mm -hmm. So if somebody isn't ready, we're almost never really ready to like go into that space, yeah. but if they're not, like that's a lot for somebody to step into. And I honor that. I create as much of a safe space, let them know like, hey, everything's okay here. And you, if you say, if you want to stop, stop. Like, you're in control of this. But I've learned that I have to speak very honestly about what it could be and also say, hey, I don't know how this is going to go because everything is different. This is a co-created thing. I'm just holding the space for you, and I'll mirror things. But this is your journey. Mm -hmm. This is your space. This is your body I'm inviting you to go back into. And I'm just here to hold that container for you. And there are some people that come and they have a first session and it's really intense and they never come back. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And I tell them when I talk to them before they come in, hey, if this is a no for you, not just like your fear being like, oh my God, this is going to be really uncomfortable, but like a deep no, like, no, it's not the time. Honor that. If it's a yes, even if it's a, oh shit. No, 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 no. I don't want to do this, but it's a yes. Mm -hmm. From that deeper place when you're like, really? Like, no. Ah then honor that. Don't, I'm not going to pitch you because this shit is, I know what it is because I've been on the other side of it in different variations. So I've learned to put that out there to let people know like, hey, this is what it could be, but listen to this because that's what mm -hmm. I'm going to do also. If somebody isn't a good fit, I'm going to tell them. Yeah. Yep. This is what it is, you know, and if you're not ready to come in and do the work, I'm not just going to come in here and push all these buttons and everything's going to be magically better. That's not... That's not it. Mm -hmm. So I've learned to let go of attachment if they don't come back or if yeah. they cancel an appointment after they've scheduled initially. That's not about me. Exactly. But I'm giving them the space and I'm inviting them to say, hey, listen to yourself because I don't know what's best for you. You know what's best for you. And so translating that into, you know what it is that you envision in this space. Mm -hmm. You can invite somebody in all you want and say, hey, you're good here. You can be here. They have to be ready to step into that. That is, yes. And so part of the process is going to be understanding you're going to be met, and you've probably already been mm -hmm. met with a bunch of people who just aren't there yet, and that's okay. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, I think it's like the, the, accept, the acceptance and, and not having attachment. Like yeah. those are two words, right? Um, attachments. We, are, we attach ourselves. We're like, like octopus. Yeah. Octopi, right? Yeah. Attaching ourselves. Yeah, to latching on to... Latching on. Because that makes us feel safe and in control. Yeah. But it's not loving. I mean, Osho says that I just pulled out an old book of his that I have 
and it's like the like essentially there's a quote I'm paraphrasing and butchering it but it's like attachment is the death of love damn that is so the truth you and think about any relationship and it's like yeah. anytime you have any attachment in, in, in a way that it's so codependent it's like well, it, it's, it essentially strangles yeah and that's where the lack of freedom, the feeling of like, I'm not free comes from. Because love is, the, there's a freedom to mm-hmm. that. So love says, I, I accept as you are. And then the boundaries come in to allow me to maintain my compassion. Because like, if we're not in alignment, I don't have to subject myself to wherever it is that you are. Mm-hmm. But again, what you're doing is you're inviting people in. So here's, here's the framework here's the integrity that this needs to come from here, are the values that are associated with it. If it's in alignment, awesome. Step in. Yep. Make a commitment. And if it stops serving you, then step out. But let's stop sitting in the middle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going yeah. to go on one little tangent. Like online dating apps, I feel like are creating this entire maybe culture even by just having an option of mm-hmm. like, I'm not sure yet what I want. Like something casual relationship, but there's this like not sure yet. And it's like, if you don't even know if you want something casual or you're open to a relationship, then what the fuck are you doing? So step true. in. Like, you tell I have a personal annoyance about yeah. this, but it's like, but it's like this, but like the world at large, we're so hesitant mm. to make a commitment to one side mm. or the other because we've been taught that once you make a decision, you have to stick with it. And yes. there's no changing and there's no evolving. And that's changing why the... Changing your mind is not okay. Like, and no, it, it is, is okay. It, it is, is okay. Totally okay. <laughs> and when you realize that the burden, you feel that, that baggage, like, I, I can breathe. Because if it doesn't work, okay. Okay. I'm going to pivot. Yeah. And guess what? When, when you have a leader who says, hey... Step in here if you want to sell your artwork, but then you're realizing three months in Mm -hmm. that this isn't working for you. Come in and have a conversation with me. And if there's something that can be done, we do it. And if not, then move on. Yep. It's been so great, like, even just to watch. I mean, we have so many different creatives, entrepreneurs in here at so many different levels. So it's so interesting. And I guess not even, like, it's interesting, but also very rewarding for me just to watch and, and observe. That I mean, let me tell you something. I have learned all of this from just observing yeah. at the end of the day. And to see them test their ideas out. Some are really seasoned, so they know this is what I'm doing and I'm going to do it full time. But what we actually love, like I think what also sets Femme Fatale DC apart from other... Um, on the retail aspect of it, from other retail shops that, you know, um, support local creatives, right? Is that we actually really want the people who aren't, I'd like to say like at a tier three in, in being retail ready, right? Which means that you have your packaging is beautiful. Um, you have enough uh, merchandise to supply, yeah. right? The demand. And, and your marketing is right. And you show up in the world beautifully, right? But we actually, for us, this is more about, and this is, again, in the future, like I really want to be so intentional about this incubation, like the word of incubation. Like we do it in a very organic way, but I want to do it in a very 
intentional way. Yeah. But we have entrepreneurs that they might not, they might be a tier two, right? And and they have great products. I believe in them, right? But there still needs to be work, whether it's, you know, the packaging or, you know, you're we run out and then it takes you a week to get us something, right? And that's my job to not only work with them, but also to connect them to other entrepreneurs and have them learn and grow, learn and yeah. grow from each other, right? Yeah. Um, and then also, I mean, we've had people who have allowed Femme Fatale DC to be what it is and they tested their idea and they just were like, you know, even though I wanted them to continue to make their product, they're like, this just isn't for me. Like, I don't want to do, I don't want to make this anymore. And they've moved on to doing something completely different. But if they didn't have this chance, they would just continue to do, 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 and it's just not fulfilling them. Yeah. Right? What a beautiful, what a beautiful gift that, that different things can be what I would define as successful in the sense that if nothing else, you learn that this isn't what you want to do, mm-hmm. and you you can reclaim that time and that energy that you're focused to do what it is that you are meant to do. Yes. And if they didn't have a space like this, then how and when? How long would it take them to figure that out? Like, and that mm-hmm. is such a gift that you give to people, and I really want to affirm that. And why I'm just so grateful that I got to meet you and come into, you came into my consciousness and just the evolution, like just me witnessing this makes me excited. Mm -hmm. Even when I'm only up here once in a while, I realize when I walked in today, I haven't been here since February. And and that's okay too, you know? Mm -hmm. And just really excited to see where you go from here because I know it's always going to be a little bit different iteration, a little bit more here and a little bit less here. Mm -hmm. And that's exciting too, because that is just so parallel to what life really actually is. And so thank you for being an example of what being a human on this human journey, sometimes messy, sometimes depleted, sometimes overjoyed and in power and Mm -hmm. everything in between like, thank you for just yes. showing up as you and allowing us to see you and for having this conversation with me today. Yes, thank you. This was very eye-opening for me. So thank you for giving me this opportunity. Like I said, I was very nervous at first. Um, just to um, have my voice heard, yeah. even though I know I have a lot to say. Yeah. But it's also great to have somebody who you can have... Um, just a very fluid conversation and allow what needs to come out to come out, the messages to come out. And, and this for is co-creation. Co-creation and allowing it to um, ripple out into yeah. the larger community. Because I know that there are a lot of messages and things that um, the audience will be able to take one little snippet, many, all of them, whatever it is. So that's yeah. exciting. It's not a waste of anybody's time. So this has been... It's amazing, right, to have experiences where it's not a waste of time. And that's a gift in itself. It, it's one of the reasons I decided to do this is not just because I like to talk a lot, but I do talk a lot, but because I had so many side conversations mm-hmm. with my friends and other, like, you know, like especially through Behold Her, meeting all these amazing women. And it's like, 
I'd finish these conversations on Hubs and Bees and wonder, man, mm. we should have recorded that shit. Yes. Like, there's so much because the hu- like the human condition is not unique. We're not special in any way. We're, yep. but but we are. And so there are these universal things that we all struggle with. And that's part of bridging this gap is like recognizing that we can both be powerful and be like a shit show someday. Mm-hmm. It's like they can both exist and they, they exist in flow. You know, we're not always just like badass killing it. Like we're insecure. Yeah. We're uncertain. We're like, I've done a lot of work. There's still things that I struggle with and I know those lanes and I'm stepping into some of them now and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like my own medicine is being used against me and I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and, but then that, um, the, the willingness to share is what opens up more doors for people to realize that who they are is okay exactly as mm-hmm. they are. And they can always grow. They can always let go. They can always bring in something new there's, it's never ending and it's okay to not know like being that example I think inviting people into that recognition is just that's what's empowering because then once you realize you can take some of that pressure off then it creates a little more room it creates a little more space within so true. to to step into it and so we could go on forever I don't even yeah. know how long we've been talking for now but I want to just close out with and, and you may have already said this so even if you repeat it just trust whatever comes up but as you are in this current season in your life whatever that's whatever that season is defined by mm-hmm. you um, what are what is a word or a phrase or the words that you are carrying with you to as you step into create or this new version of yourself, like what are your intentional words or phrases, even if you haven't cut, like really thought about that specifically? Yeah, no, I'm sure that I have actually, and the words are there, right? Um, but so, you know, it's funny because as I, I'm, I also have a background as, as a jewelry designer, right? Mm-hmm. I've actually stopped making my jewelry, um, and I've come to grips with that. And every one of my collections had a name, right? First, it was Lost and Found because it was finding lost pieces, putting them back together. Then it was Hardened, and that's when I worked with a lot of crystals, Right and and crystals they form by having pressure and tension hardened right, and yet it's this beauty to it. The third collection was called Strict, and that was where you know my jewelry is always so bold. But this collection, I was at a point in my life where I just was stripping myself from material world, and my next collection, which was supposed to launch in 2016, no, sorry, 2017, was going to be called Unapologetically Dope before it even came a thing, right? Like, I'm over that word. My collection will never be called that if I ever come back to jewelry. (laughs) But I actually, I kept on trying to rush that collection, Unapologetically Dope. And here we are four years later, and I'm still actually not there. I have been in this strict... I have stripped myself of makeup. I have stripped myself of wearing the flamboyant clothes, which is very weird to me, but I'm coming to grips with that, right? 
So the intention is, is to gather all the tools and the things that I have gathered in this very intentional time of, of spiritual work and working on my shadows and things like that to, for the next iteration of my life and in Femme Fatale DC is to be that unapologetically dope. Like that is where I am going and that is what I will be. I mean, I am that. It's just about bringing it to light and bringing it to the world. Yeah, sharing it with the world. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing your unapologetic dopeness. Yes. <laughs> I love it. it took me a second to figure out how that was going to work out <laughs> with me. Thank you for just being you and for always receiving me and yeah, for letting me witness you. Thank you so much. Thank you this for is being beautiful. here. I love you. Thank you so much for me. <sighs> okay. I hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation, even like a fraction of how much I enjoyed having it. <laughs> If you are interested in learning more about Femme Fatale DC or Adriana, I'm linking the website in the show notes so you can check it out. While their current pop-up in Washington, DC is closed, they are in progress of cultivating the next space, but in this in-between, this void time, they do have an online shop. There's tons of amazing women creators that come out of Femme Fatale. And I would also highly recommend checking out their Instagram account to stay up to date on any new community initiatives, um, creator spotlights, events that they're going to be hosting, updates on the website, etc. So with that, again, I hope you enjoyed listening in on our flow. If you love this episode, share it, leave a review, um, send me a little note, send me a little love note. It's almost Valentine's Day. (laughs) Let's spread the love here. All the ways to connect with me are in the show notes as always. And I will just close with saying, I am grateful for your presence here. May you be grounded in your being. May you step into a space of trust and reverence and curiosity, no matter where you are and sending you much love. Until next time.